Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over there and start using it now. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. EYL University is the biggest online platform for education, but it's much, much more. It's actually a community. Our private Facebook group has over 8,000 members and 20 infinity groups. The students teach themselves just as much as the professors do. We have weekly webinars. We have over 100 past webinars. You get access to MG, the Mortgage Guys Real Estate Blueprint. You get access to monthly financial planning calls with yours truly. You get access to our monthly group chat investment calls and much, much more. So. Go to EYLUniversity.com right now and take advantage of our limited offer, blowout sales, 65% off of the annual membership. EYLUniversity.com right now. My graduates from my school being Forbes. Bag drop. Bag drop. <laughs> F- a mic drop. Bag drop. Bag drop. Alright guys, welcome back. EYL. This is uh Legends Only edition. Yeah, another man. Legends Only edition. This is a fact. Um, you know, it's always fun for us to talk to legends in the game. And uh when we say the game as far as hip hop, but entrepreneur game as well. But you know, we grew up on music. So coming from New York, you know, we was heavy uh East Coast influence. That's a fact. But you know, a lot of people from the West Coast really changed the game. For sure. And really got us. Yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> so, of course, you know, you think about the obvious names, Snoop and Dre, but you can't talk the West Coast without E-40. J Area. <laughs> that's a fact. I don't know. Fonzarelli. Fonzarelli. 41. Batman. 
Sprinkle me, man. <laughs> Sprinkle me. That was the first time I actually it, got that, on. That was, that's, it's crazy. That was the, the song that got me. It was that sugar, sugar. <laughs> that's my sister. That's my sister. I remember mean, my, bro- me, my brother played. I was like, who is that? He was like, oh, it's that new vibe. It's called E40. I'm like, E40? He's like, I'm like I, I dig it. I dig it. So he needs no introduction, E40. Um, you know, legendary just in every aspect of the game. He's actually been in the hip hop game for 35 years. That's crazy. That is crazy. I was born in 84. He came out in 86. Yeah. So that's crazy. So the longevity is just, that might be the, the, the Guinness Book of World Records. Like, yeah, he's running. Too short, too short, and like Ice T. Okay. You know, but, you know, I came out, my actual first uh, project came out in 1988. It was music on the shelves and everything. I have been rapping since I heard Sugar Hill Grant Gang when I was, uh, you know, in 1979. I was 11 years old. Everybody was kids back then, you know, for my age group. But anyway, I uh, you can just say I start my, my first official album came out in 1988. So that's 33 years. It's still a long damn time. And I, yeah, a lifetime. <laughs> three years, you know what I mean? And I was rapping at college in, 80, in 86. That's where you got 86 from. Because okay. I got talent shows and stuff like that, you know, in, in college at Grammar State University. Yes, yes, yes. So let's get into this. Let's get into this. We we always love to talk from a different perspective. Most people, they give interviews and if they're in entertainment or they're sports, it's always about their career as far as a musician or their career as an athlete. But I feel like, you know, people have way more to offer than just, you know, what meets the eye. Mm-hmm. And E-40 is a perfect example of this as far as being an entrepreneur. So <clears throat> we'll talk about all the different things that he has going on. But first and foremost, I want to ask you because you're known as like a pioneer in this entrepreneur space. Now it's cool to be an entrepreneur in hip hop, but it wasn't always cool to be an entrepreneur in hip hop. And you guys was independent, I believe, correct me if I'm yeah. wrong, like even with sick with sick with it records. Like y'all like kind of pioneered that selling out the trunk vibe. And I think even when Master P went to California and that kind of really inspired him yeah. to really yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Then you can see the similarities. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what let's take it back to the beginning stages. What what made you go the independent route and how did that look in the in the late 80s early 90s well you know being in the bay area we we kind of built for that kind of stuff you know um as a teenager you know you know i had a clothing store man you know um on solano avenue in millersville um in vallejo california and i knew i was on my way to, to being an entrepreneur then you know and you know, with music, when we, you know, we actually had to, you know, we had no choice, bro. We didn't have the opportunities that a lot of, a lot of other rappers, especially New York rappers, bro. Like New York rappers, that's where it's from. So, you know, they had a little easier, uh, no disrespect, just like we just, I'm from a small city. So I had it, we had it kind of harder than any city in the Bay Area. We from, I'm from Vallejo, California. Vallejo. You know, not, not Oakland, not San Francisco, not Richmond, Vallejo. You know what I mean? But I, we, we, Vallejo rock with all soils. But anyway, you know, it was by force, not choice, man. You know, if I had op- opportunities other rappers had back then, um, maybe I would have did it, you know. But then again, I was always a businessman, and my Uncle St. Charles taught me well. You know what I'm saying? So I always, if it, if it made sense, if it didn't make good business sense, it don't make sense at all. So that's what I was always told. You know what I mean? So yeah. I just, I, we had, we did it the right way, man, you know. Um, 
start off selling tapes out the trunk of the car on consignment. You know, I'm sure y'all heard this story before of me. And then, you know, when my uncle St. Charles, you know, having this big book, like an encyclopedia full of addresses that he just put together slowly, but surely day after day, months after months and put it together. And um, it, it was every retailer that dealt with uh, hip hop music in the nation. And he was sent out a one sheet along with some CDs and a cassette or whatever at the time and say, hey, if you like this, you know what I'm saying, go ahead and order from this. You had a barcode of our albums on there. It'll have a, like a detailed, um, how would you say this, like a, a bio about everything that we had going and where we were from and all this. And uh, and he put it together like the weather, man. And so, you know, us with the great music we had, you know, because, you know, all the soils was rocking with us because everything we were speaking, everything we were speaking, they was living. You know what I'm saying? So I was the curb, we were just the curb commentators, you know, that actually was in it. You feel me? Like, not no fake shit, you know? So that's how it all unfolded. <laughs> in the late 80s, obviously, for the hip-hop era, this is a different different type of sound, because Vallejo is obviously a lot different from other parts of California. Who who was the musical influence that you're patterning your game after at the time? As uh, far as uh, CEOs or just rappers at all? But just rappers or CEOs? Yeah, yeah, rappers. Rappers? Um, I would have to say um, Too Short, Big Bro, Too Short, uh, um, MC Hammer. Um, um, I would say uh, um, Magic Mike and Calvin T out of Richmond, California. If you're looking at style, st style of rap and st the game that they were spitting, mm -hmm. it, you know, it, 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 all that stuff combined, you know what I'm saying, that, that all unfolded. Hammer with his, you know, taking things to the, a whole nother worldwide stage and just being from the Bay and just letting the whole world feel. Everybody know MC Hammer. Too yeah. short his game and, you know, his selling, making customized tapes for dudes in the hoods, you know, you know what I'm saying, stuff like that. And then, you know, and, and then it's circulating and everybody dubbing it, just like, dubbing the, uh, the cassettes, just like Calvin T and Magic Mike and they style. And, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it was, it was just game infested. Then on another note, you know, you got to look at, you know, I grew up listening to Grandmaster Flash, the Furious Five. I, I, get, I get, uh, Melly Mel them. Grew up listening to Run DMC. I grew up listening to LL Cool J. Um, so my, uh, KRS One is a big influence of me uh, mm -hmm. that I, that I love. KRS One, I, you know, um, Chuck D. Uh, you can say uh, Ice T for sure. You know what I'm saying? Ice T. People don't know how I came up. Ice T really is and really was back then to this day. Yeah. That's Pro Two. You know what I'm saying? So it's so it's many it's many others, man. So that's that's what I was you know that's what I was watching. Uh, I love Luke Skywalker, Jay Prince, um, you know, for their, uh, you know, CEO status, like being the owner of companies. And they, they, you know, they was up against a lot. Like government was trying to, like everybody, like the states and the, in the, the, the states they were in, it was a lot of people against hip hop and they stood strong on the front line about, they, about this culture. People like that mean a lot. You know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. and we, we got to give people their roses and their gardens, and, you know what I'm saying, their flowers while they're here because that's, that's what I'm here to do. Cause we ain't gonna always be here, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's how I go, man. So, at what point? I want to talk about your, your spirits business, but even before that, at what point did you realize you need to diversify? Because I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, you had a fat burger chain. Mm, that? Yeah, fat <laughs> burger. That's the, the first fat, time I've ever heard of it. And a fat burger. Yeah. Um, so, at what point? I had a wing stop that, that was in motion too. It didn't get it didn't get built due to the fact that at that time it was two thousand eight, two thousand nine. We was in a recession, yeah. um, and and I'll tell you about that story one on a whole nother note. But it we I had to, I was in at least for five years. I went to Texas, you know what I'm saying, and got and got the contracts done and everything. I was locked in like 
had the plans already built out, everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For, for Wingstop? For Wingstop. Flatburger was up and running for three years alone. Me, my business partner on that was my man, the late Chester McLaughlin. Okay. Yeah. And then, so you, you had a fat burger and then you was going to get a wing stop and then the recession came and then they just pulled the funding as far as like bank, bank financing? But no, uh, the bank financing at that time, you know, it wasn't about the money. It was just, I had spent like $600,000 of my own cash money on wing on fat burger. And so, you know, instead of, I had to, on the next round, when I was getting the wings, I was like, man, let me try to get a loan. It was the wrong time. It was during the recession. It was giving loans no matter how good your credit was, no matter what you had, no matter what. And I, didn't, I, didn't, I was like, I couldn't get the loan. So I just I just, I just, just backed up and just um, bought myself out of the lease, the five-year lease, and just had to pay a few dollars. And to get out of it, you know, it was, it was, money, it was money spent that I didn't gain no profit from. But – it's okay, you know, cause I, you know, I got bounce back abilities, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. I also had, a, also had a club, you know, uh, out there in uh, San Jose. It was called the Ambassadors Lounge. Many people um, came to visit that, you know, uh, from all over. Um, many, many stars, and my man, Big Big Von Johnson, KML, was the DJ there every Friday. So we had that thing cracking, man. It was going down. Was the energy drink happening around this time? So 41 is, is, is during the time of the fat burger and, and the wing stop potential, or this comes after? You said energy drink? Oh, you're talking about 40 water? 40 water, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did that with my man Kobe. Kobe, Kobe got at me. Um, so first of all, before that, when I had my club, when I had my club, the, the Ambassador's Lounge, I was working on like a hypnotic uh kind of duplicate. It was called, it was gonna be called Cloud Nine, but that fell through. The, um, we didn't. I didn't get that going because I didn't have all the avenues, you know, licenses. It was a lot of things I didn't know. I wasn't seasoned like I am now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Kobe had got at me because he already had hyphy, hyphy energy drink popping during um, during the hyphy movement. And he was like, "Foley, man, let me let me show you something. I want to I want to sit down with you." He sat down with me and he showed me the artwork to Forty Water, which is a, a kind of like a vitamin water at the time. And mm-hmm. we and, and we did that. We made a few dollars and. Uh, you know, that kind of, you know, went its way. You know what I'm saying? Because we was getting kind of like, I ain't going to lie, we was kind of getting kicked off the shelves by other companies. You know, shit, shit like that happens. You know, your shelf space. They're like, man, they're giving us too much competition. We're going to move them out the way. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that happens. So, but I can't just blame it on that. It's just that went away. That's okay. I didn't have full control of that. You know, I thank Kobe for, you know, coming through with that. But I, everything I do from here on out, full control of everything, period, and from start to finish, that's what my entrepreneurs kick in, man. You feel me? And, uh, you know, it's many things in, in the making, man. You dig? I talk your ear off. I, I love to talk. You, you better know it. I'm from the Bay. <laughs> and I'm off the Cyclone Hello. <laughs> you dig? You don't say. <laughs> uh, so let's, let, let's, let's get into this as far as 100% ownership. You, all right. So you're, you're, you're from um, Northern California. It was Vallejo. Vallejo. Specifically. 707. The, the same, the same as the Emerald Triangle in the in the uh, in Napa in, in wine country, Napa Napa Valley, Napa oh, California, oh, same oh, area code. <laughs> you right next to you right next door to Napa, which there is you go. the wine country. Mm-hmm. That's where you know a lot of wine is is um, harvest and um, is well known for wine. But we don't really see a lot of black entrepreneurs in the spirit space, especially in the wine space. Wine is like one of these things where it's like a high end. You know, it's a luxury item. Mm-hmm. Um, so, A, 
How did you get into the wine space? What made you? Because most rappers, it's champagne, it's, you know, it's like vodka, stuff mm -hmm. like that. You don't really see too many rappers champion wine. Like, you know, that's not very commonplace. So what made you get into the wine space? And how did you get into the wine space as a, you know, black entrepreneur? Um, like I said, I'm right next to Napa. It only made sense. And not only that, but I've always, everyone knows, everyone that's followed my music for many years, from the beginning for 33 years, know that's all I talk about is wine. I mean, all the time. Like, even if it wasn't mine. Uh, Gallo makes a, a, a wine called uh, Colorossi, big jug of wine. Everybody's seen it. Every family has had a big jug of wine at their, at their house, you know what I'm saying, during gatherings and stuff. So I used to, you know, uh, my mom used to keep uh, Colorossi around. She had the Rhine and she would have the Burgundy uh, and um, and maybe sometime the Chablis. But I, I I took a liking to the to the to the uh, to the to, to the Rhine and um, the uh, the Burgundy. And so, um, you know, at parties and at gatherings and everything, I'm bringing a jug with me. You know, it was to the point where you know I'm so soiled. You know, I'm saying I go to Ruth Chris back in the days. You know, and pay the corkage fee the $15, $20 corkage fee and bring in a big-ass bottle of wine, uh, Colorado Rossi wine, red wine, burgundy, and, uh, and, and and drink that. And they and, and my cat, my, all my dudes be like, man, you got bread? Why you just don't get some, some high-powered-ass wine? I say, right now, at this moment, I want this. You feel me? <laughs> I, I haven't drunk, I haven't had drunk, I haven't drunk Colorado Rossi, and, and I love them because they a big influence, uh, you know, Gallo. But I, I got my own wine. Now, so you know, I haven't drunk it since I made my own wine, which was 2013. Yeah, so I got Earl Stephen selections. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'll be on this right here. You feel what I'm saying? This yeah. is not, you know Earl Stephen selections. You know, function red blend. You know, so what, about? <laughs> I, I think that's brilliant, man. It, a couple of things you did. Uh, obviously, you branded it and you named it after yourself. Well, you people, the world in you as E40. They didn't know Earl Stevens, and probably some people still don't know who Earl Stevens is. Right. They don't. I want to get into why you specifically named it after that, and number two. You went straight to online with selling it before you even hit shelves. So what, mm -hmm. what was the plan behind that? Well, you know, straight, straight to consumer is like the best thing right now. Like, you know, you're cutting out the liaison. It's like, it's, it's beautiful, you know. And, you know, um, it's good to have your stuff in the retail stores and all. That's fine. That's, that's better, too. But straight, I mean, you're cutting out all the, the hard costs, all that stuff, you know, when you go straight to consumer. So I started off like that, and the demand got really big. It got really big. First of all, I forgot to tell you, I named wine Earl Stevens because I didn't want to name a wine E40. This just don't sound right for a wine. You know what I'm saying? I figure, you know, you got names out there. People name they, you know, their uh, wines after their last name or some of the family members or stuff like that. So I was like, let me call it Earl Stevens. You know, that's a square ass name. You know what I'm saying? I'm a hip square, even though I'm ganged up. But Earl Stevens sound, you know, that sound real, you know, kind of luxurious. Earl Stevens. <laughs> You feel me? <laughs> so that's why I did. That's why I did that. But uh, getting back to uh, you know selling it online, the, the, uh, did it online, and it just started flying, like flying, flying, flying to the point where the demand got so big, where all retailers was asking, "How do we get it? How do we get it?" Thanks to the power of social media, you know. Thanks to the power of social media, I had those requests coming in from all of my fans all over the place, you know. And so also when you sell it online. Uh, online, uh, you can get it delivered directly to your door. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And you can be anywhere that, that accepts, um, you know, shipping. Some states don't accept shipping, you know, shipping wine and then liquor. You know what I'm saying? So 
Um, that's how I went, man. And so the demand got so big where I had to put it in the retail stores. I had to, I had to get a distributor and send it out. So what is the process of actually having a wine company? Like, because it's like wine, like you got to crush the grapes and all that. So it's like, do you just go to Napa and say, okay, I want, you know, I'll take three whole freights of, of wine. And they just, like, is that how they do it? Like, is it like a wholesaler that's wine and just sells it to different companies and then they just label it? We got tanks, man. We got tanks. They don't do the stepping on wine with your feet no more. You know? <laughs> it's all a newer process. But, you know, like I say, you got to go sit. I went to go sit with them. You know, of course, you have to get your license and stuff like that. That's another thing. You know, your first, I first start off with my California license. You know, that's the first thing. Everybody that sells adult beverages, no matter, really, no matter even if it's adult beverages, whatever you is, you want to tap in in California first. So I had to take care of that first. After that, I went from state to 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 state. So all these years, that's what I've been doing. People don't know, well, why are we having it out here? Now I just signed this uh, major distribution company. With, uh, I just signed this national distribution deal with Southern Glazers Wine and Spirits. Now everyone will start seeing, you know, at least 41 states for now. 41 states. That's a lot for a man that owns his own brand. You understand me? 100%. You feel me? So... That's 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 how it unfolded. Then you got to go, you know, what I'm saying? So, uh, you you start from uh, you got to know some you got to ask questions. All this stuff was not easy. I make it look easy. You know, you got to find out, OK, who is the best person to go do my packaging? You know, so if you look at my packaging, I didn't go get no just anybody. This is somebody that actually does packaging for major uh, um, adult beverage companies. Several of them, some that you may have, may not, may, may not have heard of, some you've heard of several times, you know what I'm saying? So, and I have him, I had that company do all my, 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 my uh, packaging. Then you got different manufacturers. You got your wine manufacturers, you know what I'm saying? Then you got your distilled, distilled liquor, you know what I'm saying? Which is my Slurricane Hurricane, my Kyber Belt, stuff like that. Then you got your sparklings. That's a whole nother facility. These are these are pieces and puzzles that I put together. Then I go to then you got Jalisco, Mexico, you know, the distillery out there for my Equidenta tequila, the Blanco Repo and Ineo. You understand me? And soon to be extra Ineo with the tall bottle. Then you got your, you know, <laughs> then, then, then you got your cognac, you know, your Tycoon Cognac from, from Cognac, France, my VS and my VSOP, and then my soon to be XO. You understand yeah. me? So it's just so many things, and you got to be focused. You got to be dialed in. You this ain't this is a real business. It's lucrative, and it, and it ain't it ain't built. You ain't you can't. Everybody ain't built for it, man. I'm built for this because I've been on my entrepreneur. You understand me? Ever since I was about four. Hello. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, <laughs> a fatty fetching, <laughs> a real fatty fetching. So I mean, I, all I've heard is that you're super involved. So you're actually taking trips to Mexico. You're actually taking trips to France. Yes, sir. When, when you get to these places, are you like sampling, you taste them and saying, you know what, nah, this needs something else? Like, what's the process like when you take these trips? You know, I've had to do it too many times. Like, you know, well, I lock it in. And then you, then from there, you send the samples. You mm -hmm. send the samples. Okay, we, 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 we fine tuning it. We're making sure every, that we're doing blind taste. We, we tasting them against other brands. You know, it's called blind tasting. Well, you don't know which one you're sipping. There's mm -hmm. been times I've tasted my, my cognac and, and my partners. They was right here at this bar when I put this together like the weather. You understand me? Right here, sitting here. And we was drinking that. With, I'm not going to say no names of the cognacs, but you can imagine 
the cognac that I had the blind taste with. And they, everybody said, everybody, they didn't even know what they was tasting. It was mine. Mine was the best, period, you know? So, and that's the same with my tequila and all the other brands I got. Yeah, so uh, I want to go back just a little bit. You said Southern Glazers, obviously that, that's the, the largest uh, wine and spirits distributed in the country. Yeah. How did that connection happen? Because that is the process where you're now going into the retail space and they're putting on sale. So how, how did you connect with them? That's for me. So I, so basically, I, I, was a, uh, I was with a, a company called Landy Cognac as a brand ambassador for about a year or two, right? Mm -hmm. And actually, Landy, uh, they out of France. They, they needed somebody. And I got this, excuse me, I got this plug from my... Um, from when I had my uh, my uh, from my man Manessa um, that had the Beehive and had um, he also had he was also my business partner at the Ambassadors Lounge in San Jose, and so you know when you're dealing with clubs, you know a lot of bartend, you know a lot of liquor companies. So this liquor company, Landy, was like, hey, we need a we need somebody to help us get this out there in the United States because they was just in France, you know what I'm saying? So and so we we need you know we need a better look, and he was my man Manessa was like. You know, we need, I got E40. And they hooked me up. So they came down, we had a meeting. And then they was like, can you get Snoop? So I called Snoop, put Snoop in motion with it. Me and Snoop, Snoop been rocking for years. You know, we, you got to realize it's like 2002, 2000, 2003, 2004, somewhere around there. You know what I'm saying? Like many moons ago, you know? So that's when I had my club. And then that's, that's when Landy came. They came around 2000, I think they came around 2000, something like that years later right that's how i go i'm rewinding everything so i got with snoop snoop came in we became brand ambassadors they didn't work social media like they should have you know like they should have been able to do it um and social media wasn't that big they didn't have instagram back then i don't think they had just got it in um it was a few things so anyway they that didn't work out so uh what i did was when i did my wine uh, my man mike he used to work for them he was like, I got a wine, I got, I got a, a spot in Napa that would love to, you could do, build your wine from the ground up, all yours, whatever, whoop-de-whoop. Whoop. We put it together. So he, he went from working at Landy to working at this winery. You know what I'm saying? So then um, we went from there to, uh, when, I said, when I was selling it online, remember I told you that the demand got so big, I had to hit the retailers. So in order for me to hit the retailer, I said, let me have a meeting with my man, Steve Harden, over at uh, Southern Glaciers Wine and Spirits. So Steve, he, he brought me in. And I knew him from Landy, from Landy Cognac. See, that's what that's one thing about when you're a brand ambassador. So that's why I ain't mad at none of these cats as brand ambassadors. You can't be mad at them. They're getting their feet wet. They're analyzing the game. You know what I mean? That's what I did. I sat back. You know what I mean? I was a student of the game, and I soaked up the game like a beach towel. You know what I'm saying? And, and, I, can, and I stayed with my connection. I told Steve years when I, years before I was, um, before I got my own stuff, I said, I'm going to be back to holler at you, man. I'm going to have my own stuff one day. You know, I'm going to have my own stuff. And I did, bro. And he, he accepted. He came in. I let him taste. At that time, I only had three SKUs. I just had the, uh, the Function Rare Blend, the Muscato, and the Mango Scotto. That's all I had. I brought the Slurricane in later, like about a year or two after. Mm -hmm. But when I brought them in, he tasted them. He was like, let's go. I showed him the online sales. Let's go. I started off with a palette. I got the, my palette went to, um, the first palette went to uh, uh, Food for Less in Vallejo, California at the time, Food for Less. And then after that, everybody, I, they took a, I took a picture. They took a picture and sent it to me. I posted it online. 
Everybody was like, oh my God, Food for Lunch got it, woo, woo, woo. Everybody else started calling Costco. All the stores, all the retailers, all the on, on premise, off premise, you understand me? The, the, the general market, the clubs, everybody. They was all they they wanted all my product. They wanted that. They wanted the red wine. They wanted the Muscato and the Mango Scotto. The Mango Scotto was a big hit off top, and it still is. It's it's, it's in a class by itself. It's one of one. And I just took it there, bro. So anyway, um, so then next thing you know, uh, my man, the, the guy that's in charge of my portfolio over at Slur uh, Southern Glaze Wine Spirits, name is Kevin. So Kevin was like, Earl, we're gonna see you. You're gonna bring in, we're gonna bring in a truckload one day. Watch. I said, Well, what's a truckload? He said, 21 pallets. I said, 21 pallets? He, he said, Yeah. I said, that's a hell of them right there. He said, Yeah, that's a truckload. It's 56 cases to a to a pallet, and it's 12, 12 bottles in, 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 a, in a case. So, you know what I'm saying? You bring it in a truckload. You're gonna bring it. We, he really brought, I really brought in a truckload. He said, we, we come to pick up a truckload. Serve that shit all through California. Because uh, it's two branches in California. You got your, you got your Northern California. Then you got Southern California chapters of uh, Southern Glaze and Water Spirits. So then they ordered a truckload, Southern California. You feel me? So that's how I went. And then that from there, it just started cooking. So I started getting my license each state slowly but surely, bro. And that's that's how I go. I get excited when I talk about this because it's really remarkable and incredible. And I'm I'm very grateful and thankful. And shout out to all my fans who've been having my back like a masseuse. For sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, so, all right. So, being a hundred percent own, you own it a hundred percent. Does that mean that all of the finance, like how you find it, are you financing everything out of your pocket since you don't have any business partners, or um, do you have bank financing? Because I, mean, I started that, off uh, financing it out of my own pocket. Then once once that happens, it's a well-oiled machine. It, it pays for itself. You know, you got to continue to buy product. You understand me? You got to make sure that you got some terms involved, whether it's 30, 60, 90, 120. You understand me? So that you can flip your money in time. You know what I'm saying? You know, I get paid every 30 days, man. You feel me? Sometimes I might get seven or eight checks in one day, every day for a whole week. It just go like that because different people putting in different POs and we invoicing different uh, distributors, uh, uh, different distributors here and there every time. You know what I'm saying? So it, that's how it really happened. It really unfolds like this. So, like I said, man, um, this is it's more to come. I um, I just feel like, you know, I tapped into something that I love to do. Anytime you do, like you guys love to do what you guys are doing, right? Yes, you do because you wouldn't be doing it. Look like y'all have fun doing it. I have fun doing this. I have fun doing music. I have fun cooking. I got food products coming. I got. I have fun doing. <laughs> Doing startup company, I do it all. You feel me? So yeah, I want to get to the I want to get to the angel investment. Before that, let's let's take a hip hop moment. So um, you you've you've started a lot of trends that people might not be aware of. A lot of language, a lot of slang. It's going your favorite rapper. That's a for sure. <laughs> Yolo. That's the model. That's the model. Yolo. Like so many different words that you came up with. Like how did how, how did you how did you come up with language? And have you ever thought about actually making like a dictionary or? So wait, I might've got this. I'm glad you just said that. Cause Ebonics, I felt like that might've, did that come from you? <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> just the word Ebonics. I don't know who came up with Ebonics, but you know, it do start with an E, so it might as well be me. Hell <laughs> <laughs> Nah, so you know, man, let me tell you something. I'm not the only, 
I got, I'm just a unique person. Like even my people out here in Northern California trip on me. I, I'm comedy and I, and I'm from the streets. So I just put my own shit to shit. You know what I'm saying? I, I make up a lot of stuff. Don't get it twisted, but a lot of stuff I do get from the soils, not no rappers like the soils. And if I do get it from a rapper, I always get that rap, that rapper some dapper. You know what I'm saying? I always let them know, like my put, like such and such said, like this guy said, you know what I mean? That, that's how you cover your ass with that shit, you know? But for <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cause you know, you know how that shit goes. So anyway, um, but for as me being from the Bay, we out here with that shit, man. We out here with that ism. Motherfuckers, motherfuckers got mouthpieces, man. They, they you know, they get, we spit them LRPs, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's gamed up university out here. I'm not the only one. You should hear some of my OGs. They, they, man, they sharper than a porcupine spine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they, they extremely gamed up, you know? But, but I am a unique person. And as far as this rap game, when it comes to slang, it's me. Everybody know that. Hands down. That's a fact, man. Like it's I said, it's like, that's a fizz naive. It's naive. <laughs> but even like fashion. the YOLO thing, which is so I, I respect that Drake actually. Nah, YOLO ain't me. I say YOLA. Oh, YOLO. I thought YOLA, Yola was you. Nah, that's not, is that that's a piece? That's Drake. Drake. I say YOLA. YOLA. YOLA means YOLA means candy, ice cream. You know, mm. YOLA mean yowder. You get my drift. YOLA mean booger sugar. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yola mean Yola mean nasal candy, man. The yellow mean <laughs> blow. You know that's that's Yola. You know that's what we call that's what we call that's what we call white lobster. You understand me? <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? I'm trying to talk <laughs> over the thing. You know, I say I'm trying to you know, throw the twist in the thing. You dig? So that's what that means. It's just another word for that. Yeah, yeah. You feel me? I thought I thought Yolo because he did say like rest in peace, Mag Trey. I'm gonna do it for the bay. I think it was it was homage. Okay, just paying homage. He had used uh, he, he was just showing showing uh, homage to Mac Dre on that. No, yo the the word yo Yolo is not me. I'm Yola. You understand me? Different. Yola, ice cream candy, man. This shit be coming in handy. You feel me? That's me. Mm-hmm. How was how how was it coming from the like? I feel like you know like you you just when you speak of the bed, you you speak of a four you speak of e forty like he's yeah. like the king of the Bay. Um, so how is it coming from a smaller town? Did you ever get any pushback from Oakland or being that you wasn't from Oakland, but I feel like you still get associated with Oakland. Like, I mean, like E-40, like it's all the Bay Area. Like, how is that coming well, up? Well, what it is in, in Oakland, we got so many, I got family in Oakland. I got so many partners from the streets and all my partners from the streets. No, the V, the v, the v in Oakland, like we, we connect like, even Vallejo, the V, which is, we call it Vallejo, the V, the V in Richmond, you know what I'm saying? We like, we close, like all of us, we all know partners and shit like that. And so being from the streets, you know, we all knew a lot of, we, I knew a lot of people from Oakland, a lot of people knew my, my crew, you know what I'm saying? And so, but it, but don't get it fucked up. We had to pay our dues. We had to let people know Vallejo is here to stay. And you understand me? You can, ain't nothing, ain't nothing gonna stop us. Vallejo, we, we got to test the fortitude, you know, self, self-esteem, bro. We was ambitious. We was ambitious. And, 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 you know, we knew, we knew we had talent, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not just saying me, I'm talking about the whole B. I can go on and on and on and on and on and on and down a list of so many great rappers from Vallejo. But we, right now from Vallejo. Who? Her. She's from Vallejo? Yeah. Who's that? Uh, oh, her. her. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Yep. Her doing her thing. She's straight yeah. from the V too. And she read she let people know she's from the V. Yeah, she read the heart. She's from Vallejo. You understand me? I <laughs> love that because we're small. Now you know, I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. People like Confunction, uh, myself, Mac Dre, the click, um, you know, many others. We made CC Sabathia, uh, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? People like that, we and her, you know, it's so many, bro. We made it, you know, really. Uh, um, really good to say I'm from Vallejo with your chest out like you understand me like you ain't you you know it's the V like we made it good to be from Vallejo yeah, everybody screamed that now when you from the V I'm from Vallejo I ain't from nowhere else I'm from the V you understand me nope. but we made they accepted us Oakland all the other st- cities accepted us because we all rock together that's what we do you feel me so you know what's interesting is that when we were just talking about MC Hammer I'm glad that you brought him up because people forget how legendary he was. But for us growing up, it was—I feel like, especially on the East Coast—it was like that ain't rap. But I remember so who was who said that? It was like, play with him if you want. He gonna bust your ass. <laughs> like rap bars, or, like outside of rap, like he was oh, like on the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, so yeah. That, no, he's he's by far not no sucker at all. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm ain't no sucker, man. Just because he wore you know baggy pants when he danced, you know that that was you gotta remember that was 35 years ago. You know that's okay. That's he. That don't mean that don't make you or break you, man. Let me tell you something, man. A square would beat your ass. And I'm, not calling, I'm not calling a hammer a square. I'm just saying a square will beat your ass. You can, you know what I'm saying? You just uh, that quiet person that don't bother nobody will put blenders on you, boy. You know what I'm saying? Put blenders on you, mix you up real good. You feel me? Everybody that's watching in the huddle. Seeing them, seeing this square, whoever a square is, and you know, and this bully trying to bully them, man. A bully, man. Bullies get bu- get get their ass kicked all the fucking time. And just always remember, it's always somebody out there tougher than you. I don't give a fuck how many hot ones you got up under your belt. There's somebody that got plenty more. And what I mean by hot ones is bodies. You feel me? <laughs> trust that. There's always somebody tougher than you. Trust that, buddy. Anyway, but Hammer Hammer is a great guy, man. You know, that's the big bro. And anybody got something bad to say about him is just, you know, it hate come with the plate. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you know, I think um, he appreciated him after, yeah, because they realized how many people he put on and how much he did for his community yeah, exactly, and all exactly. that. And, you and know, because a- you file bankruptcy, don't mean that you broke. Just know that, y'all. That's protecting your businesses, your LLCs, your S corps, whatever you got going on, your personal, you know, uh, you know, your personal estate, stuff like that. You know what I mean? And so, you know, this man, you know, when he when he when he filed for that, you gotta remember how many people he was taking care of. His crew was about fifty people. Yeah, they had yeah. To all get per diem and shit. When he eat, they gotta eat like hotels, all this. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he was man. He did a great job, man. Worldwide, he did his thing. And so, you know, and right now to this day, people, you know, you can you can pocket watch a motherfucker pocket, but you never know what Hammer got because he ain't broke. Don't get it fucked up. He's yeah. in tech and all kind of shit. You know what I'm saying? Him so, him was, that's, I mean, he's a legend. He had yeah. the, I remember when he went on tour. He was like one of the first dudes to get a, a deal with Pepsi. He had his own cartoon. Like, this dude Taco, I think Taco Bell. He did a bunch of stuff, yeah, man. A lot of stuff. So that's, no, I, I think it's, I, that's why I brought it up because it's, it's very interesting to see uh, a Bay legend look at him, obviously another Bay legend, and still give him homage um, at the time where it was like, eh, Ham, is that real? But um, that's dope, though. I appreciate that. I, I used to see Hammer coming out of Felton Pilot Studio. When I'm coming out of me, Be Legit and D-Shot, 
And Sugar, when we coming out of Filter Pilot Studio and James Early Studio out there on Solano, uh, Sonoma Boulevard in the V, Hammer would be coming in. And he always treated us cool. What's up with it? Woo, woo, woo. Him and his crew coming in with troop jackets and shit. And we're like, oh, that's Hammer, man. What's up, man? You know what I'm saying? And he going in for his, for his studio session. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it was always love, man. He always, and that's when we just like some little dudes on the totem pole. You know what I'm saying? We ain't there yet. You know what I'm saying? We recording. Um, so he always been solid, not solid. And I hope that other rappers pay homage to other rappers in the future. You know what I mean? Because that's the thing. You, people don't want to give up no dap. They think that they're going to be on forever. You know, uh, some, some, of the, some, some of the youngsters, some of the older ones, like a lot of older rappers from, from my class, um, you know, they just, they kind of got, they didn't keep their foot on the gas. You know, you got to keep, you can't never get, you can't never be relaxed. And another thing, don't call nobody. And I'm not saying, everybody know I'm a half a hundred, man, but I, I, I carry it well, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm the best, I'm the best thing since the washing machine you did, you know. <laughs> but, um, but, but, but I'm just saying, don't say, oh man, he hella old. Cause nigga, in a few months, nigga, you go, in a few years, five, six years go about down the line, nigga, you old to the, to the new rappers, nigga. You feel what I'm saying? Like it just go like that, you know? So stop saying, don't say that. Don't say that, cause nigga, you gonna be ancient one day, nigga. But see if you can see if you can, you know, have that longevity. That's the thing. Exactly. You know? I feel like we're like the only culture that looks down on old, but it's like it's a blessing yeah. to become elder. Like being an elder is actually a blessing, and to grow old is a blessing. And mm -hmm. like we always reference that, but that's a, a huge line that Sheik Luke said. Mm -hmm. You're gonna be older a lot well, longer than you're gonna be younger. younger. That's just a fact. So it's like even with hip hop music. You know, a lot of times we we devalue yeah. the the legends and the people that come before because it's like, oh, they old. Like, yeah. how does that devalue the music? That's like saying Diana Ross is old. Yeah. We, like, we don't do that to the Rolling Stones. No, no not they, they, even they, even R and B, like we, jazz. Every every other genre of music yeah. is still celebrated. How do you feel about that? Like, I feel like it's starting to change now. Mm -hmm. But uh, like Nas winning the Grammy, shout out to Esco. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's dope to see him win a Grammy after all these years. He should have been one one. But we get how do you feel about that. How do you feel about that? Seasoned veterans are, are getting more money than ever, getting more popular. I'm probably bigger than I ever been these days. And then I'm I'm older now. You know, I'm I'm you know, like I say, I'm a half a century. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Plus, you dig? And so you know, I think that now that 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 word old was hanging around for a while. Like, oh, he old. When I turned forty, they were like, oh, he old. I didn't think I was. I, they, people thought I wasn't. I was gonna stop after that. But it's like, ain't no limit to this because I ain't slacking in my Mac and on my on on, on my microphone uh, candy. The way I spit it, you understand me? I'm not like ain't nothing ancient about me. I don't I don't look ancient. I don't carry myself ancient. You know, um, you know, and, and as long as you. You got to turn with the times, or the times gonna turn on you. When you um, when you want to keep your vintageness, you can you you're able to do that if you kind of like keep your eye on the ball and find a happy medium to rap over certain beats. You know, like I, like my song, I stand on that with Jordan Lucas and Ti. Y'all go listen to that. See the sick ass gas I got on that. <laughs> every lyric, wrote every flow, wrote everything to it. You understand me? Matter of fact, I was the one who started to flow off. Then I sent it to Joyner. Joyner say, Foley, nigga, you killed this shit. And they made Joyner even come harder, even though he already hard. Then T.I., then, then we sent it to T.I. T.I. got a hold to it and killed that shit. So it's like, I set the bar. You know what I'm saying? I'm the, my verse set the bar for, I, mine was first. I let Joyner go, Joyner went first. 
You understand me? Joyner killed that shit. He got a cold fan base, and he got he, that's a cold man right there. That's gonna he's gonna be going down one of the greats. Trust me when I tell you that. Uh, so anyway, I'm just saying that you got to be versatile, man. You got to turn with the times, or the times gonna turn on you. But you got to also be you, and that's me. You did. Let's let's get in this angel investing conversation. So, all right, you have an impressive portfolio of companies that you have invested in. One in particular that people might have heard of, maybe Club, Clubhouse, perhaps <laughs> early investing in Clubhouse. Um, so let's talk about let's talk about. I want to talk about Clubhouse specifically, but before that, when did you get into angel investing? You the place actually. I'm just thinking about it. Napa Valley, Silicon Valley. Yep. <laughs> um, so when did you get into investing startup companies and angel investing? Um, 2016. 2016 um, was my first, I put like 100,000 in like, I think five companies. And um, and I did that and um, partner Supreme um, Syndicate, Supreme Partners uh, Syndicate uh, with me, um, Chameleonaire, um, Big Boy, Trey Songs, uh, many others, right? Uh, we got one syndicate, and we've done we've done that same thing a few times. So ended up being, you know, right now as of right now, um, like my man Chameleonaire, he could have brought the whole syndicate. He he could have got in Clubhouse too, but you know they would have had him. He he didn't, he didn't want to leave out the whole syndicate. My 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 um personal relationship, uh, you know how I got in with Clubhouse was my own situation. You know what I'm saying? Be, because you know. When you um, when you move around and you, because it's all about it's not a, it's all about networking, you know what I'm saying. And if you're around certain people, things like that happen to you. You know what I'm saying. You know, and it's, it ain't it ain't uh it ain't uh it ain't about um, who you know. It's who know you. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what it's about. It's about who know you. You know. So anyway, to make a long story short, and a short story long. Um, I had got into, um, like I'm in so many startups, like I'm just waiting. We just wait, you know, you kick back cause it's a, it's a dice game, you know, you're rolling the dice and you know, just that one company that you think ain't going to be the one that you ain't even studying, you know, I'm old school. Oh, I mean, I ain't studying that one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that one you ain't even studying, right. Can end up being the one that golfer, you know, three, four, five, you know, 10 billion. You know what I'm saying? And you put your elbows in that thing, you feel me? And next thing you know, you get that call and you like, it's time to drink up the whole bar behind me. You dig? So <laughs> <laughs> this, is what it's, this is what it's about. So, you know, uh, Clubhouse is a good one. You know, Clubhouse is a good one. I think that uh, um, many people it's a new platform, an audio platform for people to just, you know, get some game, you know, get some game. Cause you know, but everybody on clubhouse ain't that everybody that's, um, that's on, you know, you got some, you got people that really know the business. Like you had, they had Eli on there. Eli Musk, you know what I'm saying? They got real top hats and tycoons on that motherfucker. Then you got some people that just like, like get on there and just talk that shit. Like they just know everything and ain't got shit going on. <laughs> but that's everything. That's Twitter. That's Instagram. That's Facebook. That's all that shit. 
But Clubhouse is the, the new, it's the, it's the platform, man. I, I can't see it going no other place. It might be other companies that's out there that's trying to probably duplicate it. I mean, have anybody duplicated Instagram yet? You know, think yeah. about it. No, no. So I'm wondering, obviously, it's Clubhouse started as a Silicon Valley way for tech people to, to, to talk about ideas. So were you close with a founder or somebody on the inside? Because it was invite only at that time. How did you come in contact with it? The app itself. Just being around it, man. Let me tell you something. When you go, when you, when you call you, when you, when you were when, being, people used to trip like photos, you know, some, somebody called me one day and said, Fody, hey man, uh, who's your contact over at the Warriors, man? How do you, uh, you know, how would I get complimentary seats? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, brother. What you mean complimentary? I don't get complimentary seats, brother. I said, I pay for mine. So while I'm spending all that money getting these seats, you understand me? I'm promoting myself. You know, it's you can't get you can't get no better marketing. I'm, I'm courtside. I'm having the time of my life. Me and my wife. You understand me? I might bring my partners. You know what I'm saying? You know, and you know we we running into everybody, billionaires and all kind of. You understand me? It don't, it, you just especially when you're a good person like me, man. I you know you know I hug folks. I I kiss you know I kiss I kiss the babies. You know, shake hands. You know, just I'm a loving person. I'm a people's person. You understand me? So I'm the, you know, I'm the thrill of the party, man. When I when I step in, people gather around me like a, you understand me, like a taco truck. Hello. Yeah. You know, so. Every front and center during, during a, those 2006, those warrior trip, trip a referee. Yeah, he was called you, Chameleon. I feel like Ben Bola. All y'all, did, I mean, you could not. But E-40 was a staple because it was, they, um, they, they, when they was playing, who were they playing? Cleveland, probably. No, no, no. It was like him versus somebody. And it was like sports and it was always showing. Like, oh, well, oh, it was uh, when we when we used to play Houston, Travis Scott now. Travis, yeah, Travis, yeah, Travis, yeah. Travis, Travis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so them, them dudes, Travis would be talking big Rocco. You know what I'm saying? And shit like that. It's like, nigga, we the Warriors, though, boy. You feel me? So <laughs> Cam is my Cam is my folks. So Cam, so I, I got Cam to come. He would he was he was man, I don't wanna be all I ain't tripping on that. I said, I know you low key, man, but you know, we in this, we in this, we in, we in this tech world, bro. This where it's at. This where every, this 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 where everybody at. And right. you can have fun, and you you're, you're gonna be able to, um, you know, promote your promote yourself so they can see you on a. You know, when you when you see somebody courtside, like when I see Top Dog, Top Dog from TDE, I tell Top Dog this all the time. I want to see him at the games, the Clippers. You know, he'll be over there with the TDE hat, just being himself courtside. I call him top dog. I see you, my guy. You know what I'm saying? I was juiced. I was juiced. You know, so I imagine the people that see me several times sitting right next to the Warriors bench. Now, you understand me? You know what? You bring up a good point that I never really thought about before, but it's a great marketing tool because even Chameleon, then, um, you know, when people saw him courtside at that finals game and it was like the tickets was like $20,000, it was crazy. And they like, it was a joke of like, Yo, his last hit was 10 years ago. But then it wasn't a joke anymore Surprise. because now it started to come out that he's been an angel investor and he's invested in all these different companies. And then ever since then, that kind of cemented him as like in the culture as like, you know, a go-to person as far as like angel investing and all that. But that probably would have never came out because he's real quiet. It would have never really came out unless he was actually at that game. That unless, one game. Unless he brought him to the game. I brought him to the game. We well, see when you when you a lot of times when you buy tickets you got to buy them in twos and threes you understand yeah. me so 
you know, if, if it's a Houston game, I say, go on to get those two tickets. I'm going to fly out there. He'll buy them. And then I'll just pay him as soon as I put it in his bank account. I'll just give him, give it to him right there, a check or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Right then and there. And I'll do the same. When he said, I'm going to come out there, going to give me the seat. Now I get in and then he'll re- re- reimburse me. That's yeah. how you got to do it. You can't just go buy one individual seat. That's very rare, especially to sit where you want to sit courtside. You understand what I'm saying? Legendary. So he, he was with you that He was with you that yeah, game? Yeah. Game. Yeah. See, all those games, he was when we was together. Yeah. Change the game. Yeah. Positive. That's what I'm thinking. Like, we got to be sitting courtside. Because not yeah, only is it a marketing tool, but it's a networking tool. Because like you said, exactly. now you, you bump his shoulders with billionaires and millionaires. And um, the team treats you like you're part of the team. I, I see everybody running over to you after Especially the game. Especially if you're in these cities like San Francisco. When it's clicking, yeah. Or Miami, or New York, or you know, like L.A., Atlanta. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on, and a lot of movers and shakers in that in that realm. It's a stamp. It's a stamp. You know what else that that, that courtside thing did? It, it actually, I felt like after I saw a chameleon there, then I felt like tech became a thing in the NBA, and so now it turned me on to uh, the knowledge that Andre Iguodala had, and it was like, wait, this guy's big in the tech space, and he's in the Warriors, and then Steph got into the tech space, and I was like, oh, okay just from just seeing you guys there at the game. So that's dope. So my, my question is, is there a criteria that you have when, you, when you're looking um, for, for new businesses, new startups to invest in? Well, you got to, first of all, the main thing is, and Cam taught me this a long time ago, make sure that there's some reputable people that's already in the investment, some people that uh, most likely have some experience in being in the tech world, uh, whether they're, you know, starting it up, being, the, the, you know, the, the owner of the particular app or whatever it is, or the company, you know what I'm saying, that you're, you're getting into, um, or, you know, just, um, it just has to be an uh, ideal, uh, uh, um, something that'll change the world. Cause that's, that's what we into. We trying to be in, we into, the, the companies we trying to get into is something that'll change the world. You understand me? And, and it's a, it's a lot of them out there. So getting in early is always the best early stage, you know, it's always the best. I got, we, we, uh, people don't even know I was in ring, me and Cam. We mm. was in ring, you know. And we, we, I was in ring, yep. We was in ring. We didn't get in early on that one, but we did, you know, it's great for my portfolio and we did well. We did well. We got in just a, a few months before they, you know what I'm saying, got acquired. And, but I wish we would have got in earlier. <laughs> Yeah, now let me let me ask you this: a lot of companies like that that we are in early. You had a lot of you had a lot of um, artists that's getting into the tech space, whether it's Nas or Queensbridge uh, Capital. Mm-hmm. I think that's the name of it, right? Nas now. been in it. Nas it's been in it. Jay Z, Marcy, Venture, uh, something like that. Um, yeah, yeah, but but you you guys, yeah, you have a you have a syndicate. This is interesting. So, right, she said you, Chameleonaire, Trey Songs. And a few other people, big boy. big boy. So, what's the name of it, and how did that come about? Like, how did that come about as far as like putting a, a syndicate together? Um, yeah, how did that come about? Cam, chameleon there. That's who. That's who. That's who. You know, when I first got my, you know, uh, when I cut my gums in, in, into the tech world, you know, it was it was my man Cam that that woke my game up to it. You know what I'm saying? And um, and so he put the syndicate together and was like, and there's others too involved, you know. We all put our money in a pot, we go for it. Hmm. 
how, do, you, do you have like a set amount of deals that you try to get every year with the syndicate or is it just like yeah we got we get updates every cam give us updates man we have so many companies i won't even reveal the companies that we are in early stage and great companies companies that billionaires are in like and, and you know and um um you know i let i let cam you know do he he's he's the one who driving the car because we he got that He's focused. This all he focused. He don't want to even. He don't even want to do music. I got a verse from him. I got a verse when he came to the crib about a few months, a few years ago, a couple of years ago. I got a cold verse from him. I ain't put it out, but he ain't, he ain't even tripping on no music. And Cam, you got to realize, Cam never stopped doing music when he was at the bottom. He was already he was still on the top, but he chose to. You know what I'm saying? This boy chose to, you know, do do this other thing. This thing, you know, this Silicon Valley thing, this tech thing, this, you know what I'm saying? So that's what he focused on. And that's, and I was like, man, I'm, I wish I was in some of the ones he got in early and I would have listened, you know, but I, you know, a little bit before 2016. So it's been five years. I've been, you know, I've been, I've been, I've been on it. And that's not bad from a dude from Magazine Street, the 1300 block. You understand me? Vallejo, California, man. You dig? Uh, I'm, taking, I'm taking notes. So if I see the name Earl Stevens, or if I, I'm going to get Chameleon Nair's real name. If I see those people as angel investors, probably a good space to get into. But you won't see the syndicate. Oh, the syndicate. Uh, well, that's like John Henry. Uh, he right. told us with the um, the cap table. And uh, he was like, if you see like a Sequoia Capital, Sequoia Capital is a real big player in this space. He's like, if you see like people like this already in the, in the a company, that's like a green, like that's like Cold green, like go for Cold. it because you already know that these people ain't, they're not stupid. They're not just going to be not investing. spending money for nothing. Interesting. Shout out to you Big, Big and Felicia. I got a shout out because I used to see them at the games as well, Ben and Felicia Horowitz. I, they, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they top hats in this shit. And they, you know, and they, they was, they is all, they always been cool. And, you know, when you greet, you see people like that. You, you know what I'm saying? You, you, you meet people like that at the games and, you know, you you with the owners. Like I, I hang out with. The, I was hanging out with the owners at the games, and you know, just a little bit of everybody in 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 the Silicon Valley world. And being there, I mean, you know, you just around it. How can you not get in it? You know. Now that's a fact. Networking is extremely important, and especially if you are privileged enough to have, you know, that type of access. Mm -hmm. Where it's like a lot of artists. Uh, entertainers. I remember Floyd said this once. He was like, you know, I hang around billionaires. He's like, it's not just good enough for, for me to hang around a billionaire and put, and him put me on his jet. I want to know, how did you get the jet? Mm -hmm. like, you can't bring me around just as a token, you know what I'm saying, entertainer that's like just my my friend. Right. Nah, you got to actually educate me because if not, then what am I here for? Like, what, why why do yeah. we have a relationship? Well, you got to ask, you're supposed to ask questions when you're around greatness and when you're around billionaires and however you want to say it, you know what I'm saying? It's because you have to be a student of the game. And a lot of times they don't even have to teach you. You can just learn just by being a student of the game, observing. A lot of um, interns are millionaires because, or and billionaires because they were, student of the, they were students of the game. They kicked, they kicked back and soaked up game like a beach towel. And that's what you're supposed to do. Do you, do you guys have a name for your syndicate? Or is it just like y'all just... Do Supreme it. Partners. Supreme, Supreme Partners. partners. I, I, I think I did hear you say that. I like Supreme that. Supreme Partners. I like that. Let me ask you this. 
being from the Bay Area, we introduced somebody, shout out to Romeo Brown, he's an actor from Oakland. He was saying as far as like the gentrification that's going on, specifically he was talking about Oakland, but like, and he had a theory that like a lot of the sports teams that's moving out of Oakland, that's kind of like done intentionally to kind of like disrupt the city, kind of bring the morale down a little bit and then make way for gentrification. So what is your thoughts? Because I've been watching, you know, I watch a lot of these documentaries and stuff like that. And I see that, you know, the Bay Area is becoming heavily gentrified, especially Oakland, because yeah. it's right yeah. next door to San Francisco, which it's is the highest, the highest real estate market in the country, even, even higher than Manhattan. And it's, it's a very small area. So what is your thoughts on gentrification, especially in the Bay Area? And what is your thoughts on sports teams leaving the Bay? I know you're a huge sports fan. So what is, what's your thoughts on that? Um, so, you know, I, you know, everybody won't, you know, now we have um, Chase the Chase Center now in Frisco, mm-hmm. where the Warriors play, which is a beautiful stadium. But we all wish it was still at the Oracle. You know, in Oakland, you know, because that's where the great times were at. And those can truly come back. But the access to all the Oakland fans that used to be at them games, you know, they used to, you know, it was closer to get there. Now you got to go over the bridge and it's a lot of traffic and this, that, and the third. But that is what it is. And, you know, you know, as we, as the days go by, we'll get used to it and, uh, you know, um, things to get back, you know, but at the same time, um, uh, gentrification, uh, that's, that's been happening for many years before we were even born. You know, y'all know that, you know what I mean? Um, and it's, it's, it's crazy. Cause you know, if your pockets ain't all the way, like, like my house on magazine street, I remember I checked up on it, the house I grew up with, grew up on, I mean, grew up in on magazine street. On the 1300 block, I remember that thing. In 2009, it was like 77 thou wow. Three bedroom, very small, very 1200 square feet or some shit to total. You know what I'm saying? It was like 77 thou wow, right? <laughs> and uh, I looked at that thing now, that thing worth like dang near half a ticket, man. And it ain't nothing, it ain't nothing big about it, just hella trees in front of it. You understand what I'm saying? And that, that's it. So it's like, 77th thou wow, and now that motherfucker up to half a ticket. So it's crazy. Even in the soils, the trenches, the octagon, the smudge, it's still <laughs> the same thing. You feel me? <laughs> it's, it's now they they it's like it's it, the prices are so high. Like, come on, man, uh, is a million dollars really worth a million nowadays? No, it's about 600, 630,000. Huh? Probably, you know, Place think about it. Think about it. You know what I'm saying? Well, you talk, you told them before, don't buy an $80,000 car before you buy a house. Don't do it. Don't do it. Get you some property, man. Get you some property. And it don't have to be um, a, a brand new home. You can take, you can, you can buy something cool, you know, just something that you can fix up. A lot of people got talents. They know how to, you know, refurbish and remodel homes. They can do it on their own. You know, they might have an uncle. That's just what they do for a living to come do that shit for them. You know what I'm saying? You you flipping houses. I, I got a few partners that flip houses, man. They they doing well, man. They their money is working for them, man. You know, their money is working for their money, man. You feel me? They, they just they it's just a well oiled machine. And real estate is some of the best stuff you can get into, man. Always buy a proper a piece of the earth, man. That's always you know that's always a plus. You know. Can, can we can we continue on with your diversification? 
Um, one, one, one of your passions, and I don't think many people know about that, is cooking. The goon yeah. with the goon himself. Uh, so can we can we talk about your, your uh, venture into the restaurant business with the Lumpia, Lumpia Company? Or oh, is it- Lumpia Company. Yeah, yeah. man. So um, in the Bay Area, there's um, um, many, 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 many Filipinos out here. Many. And um, we grew up with them. I mean, I played sports with them, went to school with Filipinos. Like some of my best friends is Filipino. Like, this is just how it go, man, out here in the Bay, because we're very diverse in the Bay Area. You understand what I'm saying? And, um, you know, so I had an opportunity. I always liked it, Lumpy. I used to always tell my wife, you understand me, since I was a young mustache, I used to always tell her, you know, we all love Lumpy. One day I want to get a company, you know, that sell Lumpia, and I want it to be either a walk-up or a drive-through, you know, because one day I want it to be a drive-through. Keep the, keep the menu limited, you understand me? and just pull up, I want a 20 piece, I want a 50 piece. And that's all you can get. A hundred, that's the family size, whatever. You understand me? So, Lumpia? Yeah. What is, what is so Lumpia, Lumpia, let me tell you what Lumpia is. Lumpia is like an uh, a egg roll, but it's not an egg roll. It's a certain wrap, very known in the Filipinos, you know, you know, this is a Filipino dish. And, you know, traditional Lumpias with pork, they, they got the Shanghai as well. They got pork, beef. You know, you can do shrimp and pork. Like, you know, we do non-traditional and we do traditional lumpia. We got, you know, we got um, pepperoni pizza lumpia. We have um, uh, Philly cheesesteak uh, lumpia. You know what I'm saying? Like, we go in, boy, and it go crazy. We got my, my, my lumpia. Mine is called the Earl Special, which is uh, ground turkey with veggies in it. Okay. You understand me? Yeah. And you fry it for four minutes at 350. Get your grease, grease high at 350. Or you can air fry it. You know what I'm saying? It don't take but a hot second, man, and you understand me? And you get you different dippings. You do uh, the main, the, the number one dip that can fit any lumpia is the sweet chili sauce. I was just going to say, I, I, I ran into that. My, my, yeah. my the Thai chili sauce is great on that. Yeah, exactly, my guy. You know, so, you know, and it's it, we're doing very, very well for one spot, small spot, but, you know, it's going to be a franchise very soon. And I got connected with my man, Alex Rotolo, Chef Alex, from my, my, my guy, E-Rock, which is a DJ um, from the Bay Area. He, he got one of these. He got a sick with a tattoo, everything. You know, I watched him grow up as a, young, as a youngster. You know, you can find E-Rock, you know, he's about to be back in Vegas. You know, find him up on the, you know, the big, the big lights, the big, the, the big jumbotrons and the big billboards out there in, uh, in, uh, in Las Vegas because he DJs out there. You know, along with, you know, DJ Francis, you know, DJ Francis is Filipino too. So we've been around, we've, we've been around these cats for many moons. But anyway, make a long story short, DJ, I, I told DJ E-Rock, I said, E-Rock, I called him. I said, man, I need to get some, well, why don't get some lumpia at, man? You know what I'm saying? And he hooked me up with Alex. He said, Alex had gotten some lumpia. It was, it was phenomenal. You know what I'm saying? So from then I was like, hey man, let's, 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 let's do some stuff. Nah, so, I love you know so you started a, a Filipino restaurant. Well, he, he started it, and I came in. It was, it was a perfect match. And I came in. I put my Gouda in, and, and you know, and we, and we was off, off to the races. No, I love that. The reason why I love that is because it's like sometimes, a lot of times, black people, we get boxed in. Like, we can only do soul food, or we can only do what we why. Like, if yeah. somebody from Asia can have Kennedy's fried chicken yeah. and sell us fried chicken, <laughs> why can't we sell Asian food? That's right. That's right. No boxes. You know, so, you know, 
with, along with the Olympia company, I also have the goon with the spoon. That's my handle. With the, spoon. the goon with the spoon, you know, <laughs> and I got, that's some soil shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you can, you can imagine a, a, a dude from in the trenches, you understand me, fucking around with the spoon and the gumbo pot. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> I'm going with the spoon, man. I got all kind of dishes I make, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, hey, let me tell you something. I done had some of my chef partners say, they say, man, Fody, man, you got to cut it out, man. I say, why? What I do? He said, he said, man, they say, my, man, my wife was like, you a chef. And the go- I'm sitting up here looking at 40 page and why you don't make this for me? Because <laughs> my food look good, man. I-, I make food how I want it, how I want it to taste. You know? And people, some people might say, man, you gonna eat all that food, man? This, that, and the third, man. That's not, man, dude, I'm cooking, man. You don't, leave me alone. I'm mind your business, bro. I don't even, I don't go back for twos and threes and thirds, even though my food that good. But I'm, when you get older, you don't eat as much as you used to. You know, when we was young, you know, our appetites were sick. Playing sports and shit, we'd go get three or four, <laughs> go back three or four times. Here I come again. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, only thing keep weight on me, man, is this this adult beverages. That's how I, that's I'm really a skinny man inside. You know what I'm saying? I'm really supposed to be skinny. <laughs> I went a buck seventy five in high school, dripping wet. You understand what I'm saying? Then I ended up getting the baller belly, man. You understand me having oh, that? Being a food that tastes good, and we'd be remiss if we didn't mention this, but you you have your your, your own noodles, courtesy yeah. of, of our alumni, Master P. Oh, shout out to Master P. Yeah, yeah. Actually, actually, you know what? Boy, we got it right here. I actually you got the noodles? I got, of course we got the noodles. The only way. The only way. We got the noodles. Yeah, so, so my way. man, so, so that's my man. It's been going on for years, huh? You and P. So, no, so here's the deal. No, that's... So here's the deal. My man P, you know, him and my man James, they got rap snacks. They've been having it for years. Um, and so they wanted to do noodles. So they was like, I'm gonna do icon. They want to call, they wanted nothing but icons on there. So James had asked P, so you want to put on? He was like, P was like, man, put Faudi on there. He said, put a little boozy and put me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and I love P for that. You know what I'm saying? Like. It's a lucrative situation too, you know. So P them, that's them. Rap snacks, that's Master P and my man James. You know what I'm saying? So hey, I'm I'm glad to be part of it. I have my own products coming out uh, under the goon with the spoon. So stay tuned. You yeah. should start seeing that pretty soon. It's not noodles. I'm not. We're not in this for competition. We we in it to you know broaden our uh you know everything our portfolio. So I got other things coming in. More is mine is more or less like frozen foods and stuff like that. Shit you can heat up in the microwave and stuff like that. You understand me? So stay tuned. You know, like I I, I, I got the goon with the spoon, that logo, there is a reason. It's always a method for my madness. When I'm cooking all that kind of stuff, I'm just really pretty much branding myself, showing people, getting them subliminally. Like when you see a McDonald's sign, check this out. My little niece, many years ago, she was with my mama. I'm in the car. Me and moms, we in the car. We headed somewhere. My niece is in the back seat. She ain't nothing but one year old. She she can't. She can barely talk. She see the McDonald's sign and she like eat, 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 eat. And mom, I said, moms, what what's she talking about? She say she see the McDonald's. She wants some French fries. She see the McDonald's sign. She just seen the logo. That's all. That's all she knew. She just knew it was that's what she wanted to eat. So that's why I'm putting that lo- that logo goon with the spoon on all. My, every time I cook, you're gonna see that goon with the spoon logo. 
Therefore, subliminally, it's going to be self-subliminal in everybody's mind. So when they start seeing my products in these convenience stores, when they see them at Costco's and Walmart's and Sam's and Safeway's and Albertsons and so on and so forth, they're going to say that's 40 shit right there. Hey, before we wrap, I want to ask you a question about another Bay Area, kind of a Bay Area legend, Bay Area transplant, but a legend uh, that you were friends with, Tupac Shakur. Uh, I believe you're the first person that we've ever spoken to that actually had a relationship with Pop. Right? Mm. Master P. Master P. P. Yeah. Um, Tupac. How did you meet Tupac and how was Tupac? Like, we just, you know, Tupac died when we was young, but we just, you know, he's a legend and we just admire him from afar. We, we never got a chance to actually, you know, meet him or anything like that. Yeah. You yeah. see so many different personalities in one body. How was Pac as a, as a person. Man, he was cool. You know, Pac, Pac, you know, you know the terminology, real, recognize, real? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how Pac was. Real, recognize, real, brother. Um, so just by, you know, my music and Tupac, you know, being from out here and being gamed up, you know, we popping back in the ni- early 90s. Uh, I forgot what album was that was. I think it was strictly for my niggas. One of them albums, and he has shouted out E40 and the Click, um, E40 and the Click, which is a group that I'm that I started off with and still and still in because it's my family, it's my brother, it's my sister, and it's my cousin. Be legit, you understand me? So we we call we call it the Click. So he he said he shouted out, he say shout out to E40 and the Click. You understand me? Before I can even meet him, before I even met him, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, not too long after that, um, um, believe this was. 90, like 92, uh, Richie Rich uh, from Oakland, he, 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 he been new pop, you know what I'm saying? And so Rich, I seen Rich at, um, uh, I think it was Juneteenth out there in uh, Dixon or Davis, somewhere out there. And uh, he was like, Fody, man, I meant to tell you, uh, Pac wanted me to give you his number. I said, huh? He said, <laughs> <laughs> he said, Tupac want me to give you his number. He said, call him. I said, for real? And, you know, I just always thought that was just hella cool for, for Richie to just, just to give me that number and to, you know what I'm saying, to, to start that dialogue. You know what I'm saying? And so I was like, right on, folks. And I, I called him the next day, and um, and we talked, and we just started building a relationship. Next thing you know, we met up. And ne- next thing you know, every time I go to the studio, he there. And we, when I'm in L.A., he in L.A., when he in the Bay, we, we kicking it. Like, it became solid, not salad. You know what I'm saying? We started doing music together. I'm on – he on my – my biggest album, which is in a major way, I'm on his biggest album, which is All Eyes on Me. That's why we got it up. That's why we got it up. There you go, right there. Yeah, you know. So, man, it's a blessing, man. You know, and and he did, like I always say, he did so much in so little time. He died at 25. Just imagine all that stuff he did outside of the vocal booth. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like this dude. Imagine the movies and how much he'd be making a movie if he was living, because he was good at acting. Yeah, he was great. Good actor. Yeah. You know, it might be getting 20, 30 million a movie or something, you know? You, you never know. <laughs> so. Yeah. I, got, I, got, I got one last thing. One last thing. So yeah. I, the, the spirits industry, I know you got the wine. Uh, you got the ready-to-made drinks. I saw tequila. I saw cognac. I saw bourbon. Is vodka in the in the, in the horizon? Gin? What else yeah, yeah. They're doing my vodka. I, I, had, I, had, I had a mold made for my vodka. Um, and... I didn't, I wanted to, I wanted to be frosted, not, you know, I didn't want it to be, I wanted to, 
have a different frost to it. And so that's in Europe now. So those bottles are about to be on the way. The vodka is called Tycoon Vodka. I have all the, the closures, everything already ready. To, uh, the shipper is already ready at the warehouse. All they need to do is just get here and uh, set up a production date with my distiller yeah. and, uh, and, and bottle them things and, um, you know, get my POs uh, from my distributor. And uh, we rocking and rolling, baby. That ain't gonna take a second. I, I, I want you to take a look at the shelf, man. There's, there's still space for um, I, for man, some tycoon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, man, I, don't make me fill up that whole that whole shelf, man. <laughs> I have no room for nothing. Don't yeah. let me, I got to get y'all some of this Equidenta tequila, the best tequila in the world. I'm not playing. Anybody that tastes my tequila, if you don't like it, you just a straight out, flat out hater because you don't want to like it. You just don't like me for no reason. You might like, you might not like me because one of your partners is a rapper and you want me to go away and it's your, your, your partner still might not make it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is how that shit be going, bro, for real. Like, I ain't getting nothing to nobody. I mind my business and stay out the way so I won't get in the way. You understand what I'm saying? Hey. But anyway, to make a long story short, I got to get y'all some of this Kuiper Belt bourbon, too. You dig? Yeah. You know, yeah. We're going to put it right next to the noodles. Put it right next to the noodles. <laughs> the mango scotto. Hello. Any of this, man. The cotton candy sparkling wine, man. You know, we going we go on and on forever, man. Slurricane, hurricane. Uh, you know, Earl Stevens Prosecco. Earl, St Earl Stevens Prosecco Rosé. Straight from Veneto, Italy. Hello. So... <laughs> Are you gonna put out a dictionary at any point? No, sir. No, I, you know they've been trying to get me to do that for years. You know, slang just keeps coming. It's just like it's. I always say I'm probably do an app, but that's time consuming, and things just keep switching. It's like it ain't no need for me. I'm like, you know, it's cool. I'm just, hey man, the the the, the, uh, the game is to be spread it, man. So I spread it out. No, you know what I just thought about you. You up on the NFT? You in the you in the, the, the tech space? You up on the NFT wave? I'm assuming you you know about that, right? NFTs. Yeah, yeah, but that's been brought up a lot in my interviews lately, and uh, you know, I'm we still trying to work that out, trying to figure out that you know that whole NFT thing and see what I want to do because I know I have a lot of interesting things that can probably you know go crazy in, with the NFT in the NFT world. You know what I just thought about? It would be dope if you had a scroll, a virtual scroll of like. 10 or 20 sayings with the with the sayings actually mean yeah and having like a virtual scroll and then on the other like have it rotate and have them actually translate it to pronounce it correct yeah yo i mean our culture is our culture brings up all evaluations period yeah you hear me that's the exactly. culture brings up all evaluations in anything because we are the trendsetters. You see how you just came up with that idea? A light bulb popped upside of your head. You was like, oh, I got an idea. Bing. You know what I'm saying? That light bulb right there. Like, you know, that's just how it go. We steady thinking, you know? That's a fact. We're very creative people. And yeah, yeah. the way you come up with slang is like, it's more than just slang. It's actually like a brilliant, like it's not easy to, like you're really like kind of making a language. On I'm the writer of Shakespeare. Yeah, other I'm, I'm, no. I'm gamed up. I got so many sayings and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? I like the grit don't quit with me, man. You know, it's all gas, no brake pass, man. Ain't nothing still but a motherfucking broken down Bonneville and an old ass hill. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm gonna keep it pushing, baby. Forty water, 40 man. Water. 
Fonzarelli, it's been a, it's been an honor and a pleasure, man. Thank you for for gracing our platform. Not gracing, sprinkling, sprinkling. <laughs> <laughs> Before Salt Bay, don't 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 ever get it. Don't ever play yourself. Jacked you. Before, jacked. before Salt Bay, Salt Bay. Salt Bay don't know. He don't know. I don't. I don't get mad at nobody, man. I'm like, I'm the first of many things, slang and all. I don't trip on that, but I hate when other people try to claim something, and then they argue with somebody else that they claim it. And when it all came down from OG Forty, why did that? Don't never say nothing about it. I don't even. I kick back and just like, oh man, these dudes. I don't want these dudes arguing over this word when they they just don't know this shit been around before they was born. I've been popping that shit, man. You know. Yeah. <laughs> like, Take them dress. No, man. Like I don't even. Argue. I don't. I don't get butt hurt. I don't. I know that a lot of people get mad at me, like a lot of these young dudes fans, because if I say I came with a certain word or something, they get mad at me. Like, bro, it's, it ain't my fault. I've been saying this shit. What you want me to do? Like, don't. And I don't even have to speak on it. It's other people that speak on it for me. They'd be like, man, Forty came with that. They get to quoting the words and the shit that I said on platinum and gold albums. These ain't no little old ass albums that I said this on. These are impact albums that I said certain shit on. You know what I'm saying? So they really, the fans be, these youngsters, they begin, they, they fans get mad at, well, so what? He made it better. He made it better than what 40 said. Like, man, come on, man. Ain't nobody tripping on none of that shit, man. If I had a, if I had a dollar for every word I made up, I'd be a, 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 a zillionaire. Hello. Because that, for, for Shizzle and, and all that, that's you. That's you, right? The, with Snoop. She, I was the first, me and Two Short was the first rapper saying for Sheezy, you know, take, doing all that, for Shizzle, for Sheezy and all that. Yeah. But, we were the first one to stand on wax and the first rappers that was really actually just screaming it. But I got it from my partner Tweezy from Twice. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and then I gave the credit to Three Times Crazy. I said, my, my nigga's Three Times Crazy. Lacey, he taught me how to stay for Sheezy because I was in the studio with him one day and um, Bart was like, um, Bart was like, E, but it's for Sheezy, not for Sheezy. Because I was saying it wrong. Twice was saying it for Sheezy a couple of nights before when I was in the studio working with him. And then so... I said, I said it like that. Bart was like, E, but it's for Sheezy. So I was like, let me, it wasn't Keek that did it. And I love Keek. It wasn't Keek that told me, you know, and nah, it's for Sheezy. It was Bart from Three Times Crazy. You understand me? That's a group out of the, out of the Oakland legendary group. So that's <laughs> what that came. And I gave them that. That's what I said. I show, I give motherfuckers that. I just, I tell people, I, I just told, the, I said the whole group, I said, my nigga's Three Times Crazy. Instead of just saying Bart, uh, my nigga Bart, you know, um, Lace me. I said the whole three times crazy just to include everybody. That's just how I do it, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm from the Bay where this shit originated at. The game originated in the Bay, so I'm surrounded by just all kind of slang and lingo. Where these rappers be getting their lingo from. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Well, it's the truth. It's the truth, bro. Nah, nah, I, I yeah. appreciate that, man. Dane Dollar is dancing somewhere. He'll hear this interview. He's gonna dance. He's gonna be <laughs> shout out to Dane Dollar, man. You, oh, oh yeah, Lillard. Oh, that's I'm the good. guy. How good? He the he the guy. He got that's the that's the Oakland dance. They they that's 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 they dance right there. The town got kids. I'm jacking a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you own it. <laughs> Dane Dollars, he ganged up, man. He from the town. That's a you fact. know. Hello. Town, town business. You understand? Sure. That's a fact, man. Uh, what would you like to tell the people? How can they uh, find out information about your spirit company, any other uh, ventures that you have going on, your restaurant, all the information? What, what would you like to let the people um, You can go to uh, Lumpia Company um, Instagram. It'll give you uh, the times we are open, location, 
uh, how you could order it. You can go to my Instagram and go to my um, go to my bio and push the link, and it'll say Uptown Spirits, where you can order all my, you know, where you can order. It used to be just wine back in the days where you send direct to consumer. Now you do liquor now, like actual shit, <laughs> you know, the Kuiper belts of the world, Kuiper belt bourbon, shit like that. You feel? Hello. Hello. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Beautiful thing. So you can order online. You can go to your, and I, I, what I ask all y'all to do, go to your local store and say, do you, ha look at my Instagram or my Facebook or my Twitter and say, do you have this? And what that local store going to say is, we've been getting a lot of requests for that. I'm going to order it from my distributor that they, that sells it to them. You know what I'm saying? And that's just how it's going to go. And that's how you build a demand. That the demand. That's how it happened with me with my music. You know, it started local. Then next thing you know, it's in, in the north, the the, uh, the the northwest. Then next thing you know, it's in the midwest. Next thing you know, it's on in the in the deep south. Next thing you know, yes, there is everywhere like air. So that's how it all happens. Word of mouth is the the best form, the cheapest form of, uh, you understand me, like uh, promotions and stuff and marketing, like word of mouth circulates, man. It's uh, all over the place, like space, you know? So if we, if we, if uh, I tell people, man, if y'all keep on buying it, I'm gonna keep supplying it. And far as music, if y'all keep on streaming and I'm gonna keep on bringing it, period. <laughs> that is a fact, that is a fact. I appreciate oh, that, I appreciate yeah. that. Cause like I said, for, for us, we take a little bit from everybody. It's like gumbo. And yeah. um, it's just dope to hear different people's perspective, like sitting with Jim Jones and him talking about Harlem and everything. And, yeah. and you know, sitting with like a, somebody from Master P from Louisiana and his perspective, or even like our guy Don Chief from Houston, Texas. Yeah, screwed Houston. up click, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like that's their culture. And then like, you know, everybody has different elements that they bring, mm -hmm. but you get games. It's nostalgic. Bro, yeah, it's yeah. like it's very nostalgic situation. Yeah. So it's just, crazy. Like we watched these. I remember reading about you in the source, man. Shout out to the source. And to to meet these people, speak to these people who are living legends in our lives and hear them outside of what they're you know, particularly known for in music, but in business is just it's incredible, man. This this was fun. This is really fun. Thank you, man. Thank <laughs> you all for having me, man. I enjoy myself. You know, it's always a pleasure when fixtures get together. <laughs> That's a fact, man. We gotta link up once corona is over. Um, definitely got to link up in person, man. And uh, we oh, got a game. We got to go to the Warriors. Oh, game. now we know we got to sit court. Yeah, yeah. Let's get, let's get, yeah. yeah. I, I got to get y'all. Hey, let me tell you something. Y'all be right with me courtside if it wasn't for the pandemic. You dig? So it'll be over soon, hopefully. You know what I'm saying? It'll be over soon so we could tycoon. Hello. <laughs> that is a fact. That is a fact. But uh, pleasure, pleasure having you, brother. Uh, we appreciate it. Keep up the great work. And um, anything that we can do to support, it's never a problem. Let us know, like, any update that you have on the company, any update that you have. If you want any, you know, press to get out there, um, you know, that's that's what we're here for. Hey, no problem. Thank you all for having me, man. All right, Much bro. Love. Yeah, Steven, yo. Appreciate you, bro. My graduates from my school being Forbes. Bag drop. Bag drop. <laughs> a mic drop. Bag drop. Bag drop. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.